I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley, and it is you here on the BetQL Network on a tremendous football Thursday. Simulcast for the next two hours by our friends, at Stadium. So if you're watching us on Stadium right now, tip of the cap to you. I'm actually not wearing a hat right now, but if I were wearing one, I would uh, do a tip of the cap to you. A proverbial tip of the cap to you, good sir or good lady. We've got a lot of great content. Badass wagertainment coming your way over the next two hours to get you set to bet and win this weekend on the National Football League. Our friend Adam Chertoff is going to stop by in just a moment. Brian Baldinger normally joins us on Wednesdays. Baldy will be on the show today. Baldy joins us in 20 minutes. Former NFL player, Odyssey Sports NFL insider. Connor Allen stops by in 40 minutes from 4 for 4 and Betsperts. Connor will give us his favorite props for Week 15 in the NFL. And one hour from right now, Herm Edwards, NFL head coach, college football head coach, ESPN NFL analyst. You play to win your bets. You bet to win the money. Herm Edwards joins us 60 minutes from now here, making his You Better You Bet debut. We'll get back to NFL award markets, offensive player of the year, coach of the year, comeback player of the year as we move along. All our bets for tonight coming up in the power hour, final hour of the show. So absolutely loaded here on a tremendous football Thursday. And we kick off the fun and frivolity here on Stadium for the next couple hours with our pal, Adam Chernoff, who hosts the Simple Handicap Podcast. It is a daily NFL betting podcast. It's pretty exceptional. We encourage people to check it out wherever you find your podcasts. Chern also does great work for our friends at Right Angle Sports, and we want people to check out the Right Angle Sports app, a free download featuring insight and commentary from pro bettors on everything happening in the National Football League. He's on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Chern, welcome back to the program. It's Nick and Ken here on a Thursday. Happy Week 15 in the NFL to you and yours. How's it going, guys? Uh, Herm Edwards, what a grab. The 2004 Jets, 10 and 6, were a fond memory of my childhood growing up. So that's going to be a fun listen coming up. <laughs> we won't mention the words Doug Bryan to you over the course of this interview, nice. besides for what I just said, I promise. Yeah. I like uh, that there's just like a, a conglomerate of just betting guys that have been here forever and then like right. two top tier NFL personnel folks coming in, mixed in between. Was, uh, that's that's, that's kind of the point. It's kind of the a point. Couple weeks so, ago, you it got was it. Like, a couple weeks ago, it was like Brad Nessler and Joey Kanish was like the best. Like, <laughs> like absolutely ridiculous. So we were just like, what? What is this supposed to be? Everything is what it's supposed to be. Adam, what a what are you doing with this Thursday night game? We I feel like Nick and I spent an hour on the show yesterday talking ourselves into like a shootout and offensive weapons and Easton sticks not that bad and the weather's perfect. 
And then you get all the injury reports, and it's like, oh, it's like still Aiden O'Connell and Jacobs may not play, and Keenan Allen's out. That was the big one from yesterday. The the Raiders are basically three minus one ten everywhere now. It's funny how things have kind of fallen in the line. Three minus one ten everywhere. The totals thirty four and a half. What what are you doing with this game tonight? Yeah, I, I'm with you guys on that sentiment. So last week, Thursday night, that closed like 31 and a half. And that was two dead under teams as well. But it was outdoors in weather with two defenses. They were held in pretty high regard. Like we saw the Browns, Jags with weather and backups. That was 33 and a half. The Jets, Texans was 33 and a half. That was like 20 mile per hour winds. And so all week I was looking at this and I'm like, indoor game. I know these are two dead under teams as well, but should we really be in that same category, even with the downgrade off Herbert? And so I'm with you guys. But and then as the week progressed, it's like, no, Keenan Allen. Well, he's been the entire Chargers offense. And now Devontae Adams is sick. And I get like a weird impression now that maybe the Chargers are kind of looking past the season. Like all of a sudden, the motivation for both of these teams has changed with Herbert out. I wonder if Allen was held out, and they're like, okay, that's kind of it for the season now. The Raiders are trying to figure out what the plan at quarterback is going forward. I, I don't know. I, I think that the Raiders throw more with no Josh Jacobs, and they probably test O'Connell. But I don't really know what you're getting from that either. And so, to me, it's over or nothing. But I all of a sudden, after Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, having so many reasons to bet the over, today I'm like, I I could see this going wrong with Allen not playing and Adams not 100%. Um, so I don't know. But, Nick, we were talking pre-show. Prop-wise, you mentioned Spiller's a touchdown look. I think that's interesting. He got about 20% of snaps last week. And I'll, I'll, I'll go the square route, though, Nick. And this, to me, feels like – remember last year with those frustrating Darnell Mooney primetime games where it felt like he had every opportunity and dropped everything? Quentin Johnston played 90% of snaps last week. There was a clip that said that Josh Palmer was not 100%, and there was expectations he wouldn't get a full workload. And so I I can't help but look at, at Johnston at 29 and a half uh, and try the over on that one. So square look, but I'll give it a go. It, it, worth noting, like and we talked about this on the show yesterday, Stick did connect with Quentin Johnston on like a 50-plus yard bomb last he week. Did. So they did show a little report. And like an N.A., Quinton Johnston caught the ball, which is more than you can say for what he's done a lot wow. this season. So maybe setting him up to maybe catch the football tonight seems important when your job is to literally catch the football. All right, that's Thursday night football look. from our pal. Mooney had so it many is... drops like that. Yeah, it's the Mooney. But it wasn't look. just it wasn't just drops with Mooney. Like Fields would like overthrow him by like fifteen. Yeah, right. that was. Can we? Can we? Like can Mooney we? Like Mooney and Mingo. Like Mingo is the Mooney from last year. Can we not that's like, down, like eight yeah. targets? Like, I'm and, like, literally. Right. I'm just yeah. literally seeing money like the like the, like the, yeah. the meme of like money flying out the window as we was waiting oh, to hear these names. Nice. Yeah. All right. Let's uh turn. Let's go to the uh the Saturday games and let me. How many games do you have to? Have? Oh, you got to get a good. Amount. All right. We can hit all three Saturday games. Let's start with the oh, first cool. one. Uh, okay. Great. Uh, Bengals and the Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson gonna play in this game. Uh, Nick Mullen starts for Minnesota. Cincinnati in between a three and a three and a half point home favorite against the Vikings. Total is forty and a half. What do you have for us here? Jake Browning and the Bengals. Nick Mullins and the Vikings. Okay, over 40 and a half. I think the Bengals have turned into a big over team and they'll play that role the rest of the season with Browning. There's just too many playmakers around him for this offense to fall off as much as the market has suggested. So the Bengals are an over team. I actually think the Vikings are going to be a decent partner. I think they're really suppressed by these Dobbs numbers the last couple of weeks. 
Dobbs, I'm glad he's the third string emergency QB. Get him out of the league. He does not deserve to be a starter anywhere. Let's move on. We get Mullins in. Mullins, Mullins doesn't have like a huge ceiling. You guys know it too. But I, the floor with him, he's so similar in how he operates stylistically to Kirk Cousins in the pocket. This is what O'Connell wants from his offense. And so I think with Jefferson now playing, uh, we'll see Mullins distribute the ball a lot better than what Dobbs did. There's no Madison likely in this game, so you'll see likely more throwing from Minnesota. So I think this is uh, an over game. I think Hawkinson's going to have a big game as well against this Bengals defense. So over 40 and a half. And uh, getting some injury news here for a bunch of Alexander Madison going to be out for that game, Adam. And then this next game, really interesting injury news, like the last couple of days with the Steelers and the Colts. So the Steelers obviously got bet a little bit. Uh, this was like two, two and a half. Now it's one, one and a half. Part of the reason for that, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith both cleared concussion protocol and will start along opposite each other on the Steelers defensive line and uh, and try to chase down Gardner Minshew. And we'll see how that goes. Colts one and a half, total 42 and a half. Nick and I talked a little bit about the over a lot earlier in the week, especially if these guys weren't going to play. I think I still like the over, but it's a little unclear now since both those guys are going to play. How do you feel here? Colts one and a half, 42 and a half in the, the midday game on Saturday. Yeah, I, I still like it, guys. Over 42 and a half. Shane Steich and overs continue to be something you can look at every single week, much like the Bengals. I think the Colts play this over team role the rest of the season with the playoffs lingering. We're seeing a lot of these teams right on the fringe of these like wild card spots that are competitive. Their games are just skewing higher scoring the last two or three weeks, and I think that's going to continue to play out. So you have the Colts and Steichen overs on one side, and then you have the Steelers. I think about the three weeks that they've had, and it's a play-caller switch against Cincinnati going from Canada to Sullivan. The Arizona game had two weather delays that stopped everything, plus you lost Kenny Pickett, and then it was the Pats defense on a short week trying to transition into your second quarterback as a new play caller in his third week against a good defense. And so extra time to prepare for Pittsburgh to sort things out for Trubisky. I think the Steelers offense looks a lot better. I think they play the, a good partner here to the over. So let's go over in this one as well. Another ugly short total, uh, but I think uh, lots of reasons to look for points here. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on a Thursday, getting bets for NFL Week 15 with our friend Adam Chernoff from the Simple Handicap Podcast and Right Angle Sports on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. All right, Chern, let's go to the Lions and the Broncos on Saturday night. Detroit, a four-and-a-half-point home favorite, total 47-and-a-half. What do we like in the Saturday nightcap in Motown? At Lions minus four-and-a-half to me is a pretty easy decision to make playing against this Broncos defense, which is going to be down two key starters a key linebacker, key safety as well. That's going to open up Hawkinson. And for me, it's Jared Goff after that game against the Bears outdoors where the Lions were still able to run the football. Now going back home indoors where he plays so much better, his splits between home and away are just massive. It's been that way his entire career. And this is also a game where Detroit, they're going to be able to run the ball consistently. The Broncos just get beat up on the ground every single week. And like the last two months, as they've just been gashed for yardage every game, it's not like they're playing elite running offenses either. And so to me, if the Lions are able to move the ball on a Bears defense that everyone's holding in high regard, I think they're certainly going to be able to do it with or without Ragnow against this Broncos front. So 
to me, the Lions go up and down the field comfortably in this one. I think the Broncos were able to keep it competitive for a while, but I just I don't like the prospect of Wilson going score for score with what I think Johnson and the Lions can do here. So um, I'll back Jared Goff minus four and a half in this one. I uh, like the Lions quite a bit. Adam, let's do a, a couple Sunday games. We had like three, four minutes left, so I think plenty of runway here to talk about both. I, I am curious kind of like how your handicap is forming here on Texans Titans. So obviously like the story of this game this week has all been about the Texans injuries. Like is Stroud going to clear concussion protocol? Is Nico Collins going to play? Is Will Anderson going to play? He was like limping very severely after the game against the Jets. Like these are impactful, especially Stroud, but everybody's a really impactful player for the Texans. And the Titans are obviously off that Monday night win, which everybody saw against the Miami Dolphins market for the game right now is Titans minus three. There's a couple threes juice toward Tennessee. Curious. Like if you think it's no Stroud, do you wait and, bet houston like what's your plan of attack here uh and the total in the game is 37 i'm actually kind of fascinated to hear this because i have no idea what's going to happen in this game all right so it's three right now i think the stroud news will be official that he's ruled out tomorrow and i think that this will go to three and a half especially if there was this willingness to bet against him and the texans today so i like houston in this game but i haven't played it yet i'll likely wait for tomorrow and hope for the three and a half one of the biggest things that I've learned that has been kind of a, a change in mindset for me working with the guys at Red Angle Sports this season has been a willingness or a want to back teams in a spot like Houston is where you're getting the sort of price break with a backup quarterback because the sort of logic is that a lot of times within the NFL, college as well, the, the loss of the quarterback and the reaction in the line is more oftentimes too big than it is too small. And so this is kind of a unique spot where we saw last week on Wednesday at this time, or last week on Thursday at this time, this number would have been about Houston minus four and a half on a neutral. And we're now all the way to Tennessee minus three and shading towards three and a half because of the injury, but also because we saw the Texans get smoked by the Jets and then the Titans have the comeback on Monday Night Football. And so it's kind of pushed this out to a point where C.J. Stroud to either Davis Mills or Case Keenum is being valued at just a ridiculously high rate in this game. And it's putting the Titans into a role as a likely three-and-a-half-point home favorite. They just haven't been in all season long. And they have tons of injuries themselves on defense. And so to me here, it's it's absolutely the play on Houston. Uh, but I'll wait for tomorrow and see if that three-and-a-half shows. But uh, either way, we'll have a Texans ticket. All right, Churn, good stuff there on the Texans and the Titans. Give us 30 seconds here where maybe you'll be back in Tommy DeVito, baby. The Saints, uh, six-point home favorites against the Giants on Sunday. Total's been bet up to 39. Churn, what do you have here in about 30 seconds? Oh, we snuck in Tommy DeVito at the buzzer last week because I ran out of time in the segment. But uh, we'll be going the other way and taking the Saints here, minus six against DeVito and the Giants. Uh, he beat up on the commander's defense for the tune of 245 yards. It was uh, one drive more than 30 yards against the Pats. And then, of course, there's the breakout game on Monday night against the Packers. But we're now we're now just at a, a kind of a silly price for laying that number on the road here uh, against the Saints. So I'll, I'll take the six, uh, lay the number with New Orleans at home, just a fate of DeVito and a fate of the Giants in this spot off the win. Great. I'd throw, uh, I'd throw not a tomato, but some marinara sauce at you if you were, if you were in person here with me. And Churn, give us like to close here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like great, great spot for your Jets to maybe cover plus eight and a half at the Dolphins with this injury report. Give me like 10 seconds here. Anything with your Jets and Miami on Sunday in 10 seconds. 
They, it's a pass because of the weather. This is going to be the biggest win game of the year, so that total's coming down. I don't know how either side moves the football, but if I trust one, it's Miami on the ground. But uh, pass for me in this win. I don't know, man. You got Zach Wilson through for 300 yards last week. Franchise quarterback. <laughs> Player of the week, yeah. To play. I mean, and, and how about this? You, you, you don't like but How about my guy was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, right. Tommy DeVito. Uh, Churn on Twitter, at Adam Chernoff, host of the Simple Handicap Podcast. Does great work for our friends at Right Angle Sports. Make sure you check out the Right Angle Sports app. My friend, best of luck with all the bets this week. Except maybe except for the Saints and the Giants. Uh, stay well, and we'll catch up with you next week here on the show. Awesome. Enjoy week 15, guys. The great Adam Chernoff joining us here on You Better, You Bet. Uh, bets on all three Saturday games. you got to love that from Big Churn. Coming up next, Brian Baldinger, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider. Dish on all the games in Week 15. We'll be right back with You Better, You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Having a lot of fun here. Tremendous Football Thursday. Costos, Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next hour and 40 minutes. Connor Allen stops by 20 minutes from now, giving us his favorite prop bets for Week 15. Herm Edwards coming up 40 minutes from now to kick off hour number three. Former NFL head coach, ESPN NFL analyst, the great Herm Edwards stops by in 40 minutes. All our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour the power hour of the show. But joining us right now to break down Week 15 in the National Football League, we normally have him on Wonderful Football Wednesdays. It's great to have him today on a tremendous Football Thursday because I guess he was at the White House yesterday. Like, our, our guy Baldy doing doing big things right now. That's why Baldy wasn't on the show yesterday. I'd say slightly more important than coming on You Better You Bet, but only slightly. Uh, Baldy is on Twitter at BaldyNFL, Odyssey Sports NFL insider and host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, The Best football show baldy welcome back to you better you bet it's nick and ken happy week 15 in the nfl to you and yours how the hell was the white house uh, i was good i was uh my friend uh larry doby was receiving the congressional medal of honor on behalf of his father uh larry doby so it was good we, we were out there he had a good turnout a lot of uh a lot of guys gene banks and some guys that played football and basketball with the duke were all in attendance so it was uh it was really a nice event man it was Good to see his father receive, uh, you know, uh, some an award that he should have probably gotten a long time ago. Interesting, but I had no idea that's why you were there. We heard you were at the White House the other day. I mean, I've, I've never been to the White House other than, like, taking the tour. Is there anything, like, you know, interesting you can tell us, Baldy? Like, obviously, aside from, like, the ceremony and, and the reason that you were there, just, like, a lot of people have never been there, never been there in that capacity. Was there something, like, unique or interesting about it? Like, something you saw, somebody you met? Like, what else can you tell? I'm, I'm like, always fascinated by this stuff. Tell us something else that was interesting about the White House. And we'll do football. We We were in this hall. I mean, we weren't. You know, we didn't have access to, you know, the house, but, you know, we were kind of ushered into a particular hall where the event was. And, um, you know, I mean, it looked like something out of a museum uh, with just all the history. And really, uh, all 50 states were represented by famous figures from those states. Um, you know, so, you know, no matter who it was. So every state was represented with a huge, huge statue. And so we're in that kind of a room where you can feel the history of, you know, uh, the history of our country was in that room. So, th like, just where we were was was really pretty cool. Did you uh, did you almost get bitten by Joe Biden's dog? 
Just kidding. We can talk football no. here. Uh, yeah, let's go. And by the dog's name is Commander. Nick, we will do the Commander statue of New York. It was the statue of New York of Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Baldy. Let's uh, let's talk some football coming up this weekend. You know, you'll be on the call of the Texans and the Titans. We'll get to that game coming up in a little bit. But let's start, Baldy, in Western New York with the Bills and the Cowboys. Game of the week for sure in the National Football League. Buffalo coming off. Uh, I guess it was like technically an upset win in Kansas City. Um, Dallas throttling the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Buffalo is a two-point favorite in the game's like close to like a coin flippy game basically like pick the winner total 50 and a half maybe we get some like inclement weather in the forecast we'll see over the course of the next couple days baldy who do you think wins and why on sunday the bills or the cowboys well i think uh one of the underrated aspects of this cowboys season has been the play of their secondary obviously deron bland has received a lot of attention but Stephon Gilmore is as good a corner as there is in football. He's played great. He was great against the Eagles last Sunday night. He forced a fumble out of A.J. Brown's hands. I mean, if he wants to lock up and challenge Stephon Diggs, he's going to do that at times. He'll travel with them. I just feel like Dallas, I mean, it's far more than Micah Parsons and Dron Bland. Like, Donovan Wilson is healthy. They've figured out Marquise Bell and his role and how good he is. Um I like the Cowboys defensively to really throttle uh, Buffalo. I think Josh Allen is going to give it a heroic effort. He needs to for them to have a chance. And we haven't ever begun to talk about just how dynamic this Cowboys offense is, how well they protect Dak, how well Dak is moving and the plays that he's making. I just think that I think Dallas is just far more complete a team than is Buffalo right now. Baldy, I, I have to ask you about the MVP race just because it's a really po- – obviously, it's popular betting t- or topic on sports shows, but in the betting community, like, you know, betting shows like ours and podcasts and everything, it's like all anybody's basically talking about, and it kind of comes down to, like, a pretty central question. I'm curious kind of how you feel about this. Basically, like, how valuable do you really think Brock Purdy is to what the Niners are doing? So they're about an 11.5-point favorite now on the road in Arizona on Sunday. Curious how you feel about that game, and also, like, if it's Brock Purdy and Dak at the end, or it's Brock Purdy and Josh Allen at the end, or Brock Purdy and Tyreek and Lamar Jackson, like, could you see, if you had a vote, could you see yourself voting for Brock Purdy, despite maybe the fact that he's just he's surrounded by a ton of talent? Should that be a knock on him? Well, he is surrounded by talent, but I think he's the best player with all the talent that's around him. I think he's better than anybody else on that offense. They've, played, they, they, they've had basically the You same think he's better than McCaffrey? Quarterbacks. Baldy? Do you think Purdy's yeah. better than Christian McCaffrey yeah. or Debo Samuel? Yes. Yeah, they've had, I mean, look, they haven't played offense with with. with I mean, McCaffrey played with Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't look like this. You know, Debo's played with Jimmy Garoppolo. They played with Nick Mullins. None of them look like this. The offense never looked like it is right now. I mean, he's their best player. And he plays like that almost every week. So, as good as Christian McCaffrey is, I mean, the team is locked in. So, I mean, everybody's pulling their own weight. But nobody has more weight to get it done than Brock Purdy. And so, his accuracy, his touch, the vision – how he sees the field, his decision-making, it's impeccable. And so they're not, you know, they're not the number one seed right now without Brock Purdy. Now, you can make the argument for Dak, and it's a good argument because Dak has been all of that, too, in Dallas. But, you know, they have won with backup quarterbacks in Dallas. They won a lot of games last year, you know, without Dak. As valuable, but, you know, and, and then I saw, I did the Monday night game, Tennessee and Miami, and I saw what Miami's offense looked like without Tyreek on the field. And you can make a case that Tyreek 
is their best player. And I think he is their best player, but like their, their team and their offense doesn't look anything like it does against a lot of other games when Tyreek's not on the field. Really interesting the stuff there from Baldy on the candidates for NFL most valuable player. Uh, we do have a piece of injury news here to hit. Josh Jacobs per Ian Rappaport of NFL Media. This is for our live audience. Josh Jacobs not going to play tonight per Ian Rappaport. And, and that, that's not unexpected that Jacobs will miss the game tonight. So Zamir and Amir, Zamir White and Amir Abdullah, going to be the two Raiders running backs uh, getting the, the rock tonight against the Los Angeles Chargers on Thursday night football. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Our guest right now is Odyssey Sports NFL insider, the great Brian Baldinger on Twitter at Baldy NFL. Baldy, so many great games for us to hit, but you'll be on the call of the Texans and the Titans, and we've got news on this game that just hashtag crossed the wire. So let's go here, where for the second consecutive day, both C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins do not practice. That literally crossed about a minute ago. No Stroud, no Collins. Stroud remains in concussion protocol. Collins still dealing with the strained calf. So this, it looks like this is going to be Davis Mills coming up on Sunday without Nico Collins. Tank Dell obviously out for the year. Baldy, against the Titans team coming off an upset win over the Dolphins on Monday night. It looks like we may get Tennessee Baldy as a three and a half point favorite in this game, if that's going to be the case. Total of 37. So, like, do you think the Titans can put Davis Mills and the Texans away, assuming Mills starts? What do you think we see on Sunday, assuming it's Davis Mills? Well, I don't think anybody's enamored by Davis Mills. I mean, he started games in this league. They haven't won many games with him as a starter. Uh, Tennessee is like, I, I was blown away by Will Levis, to be honest with you. I met him for the first time Monday night. And, you know, down 27-13, that guy went to war. Um, he is a, you know, like, like uh, you know, like they said about him after the game, uh, when Nuke said that, you know, this guy's a dog. He's a dog, man. He looks like a block of granite. Um, he's a really good kid. They've got rookies and Tajay Spears and Jalen Duncan and Peter Skaronsky everywhere on offense. Yet, I mean, that guy made one big throw after another. I was impressed, and I thought defensively, uh, considering they've got basically rookies at corner all over the place in Tennessee, and they play without Jeffrey Simmons, their best player, I thought it was a, a heroic effort by Tennessee, and I think it's more than capable of, of um, you know, a- adding more wins right here with this game against Houston, especially if C.J. Stroud is going to be down. I mean, I don't think it's definite yet, but usually if you don't practice by Thursday and you're in concussion protocol, you probably aren't going to play on Sunday. That's kind of how it goes. I, I, I like Tennessee in this game as a result. Baldy, we did MVP already, obviously, on the show. A player who's normally in that discussion, like every year, basically, he's been a starting quarterback, is Patrick Mahomes. But this year's been a little different. You know, some some narrow losses last week, yelling at officials and just like the call on Canarius Tony, and they lose to Buffalo. And now they kind of find themselves in an interesting situation, like in the middle of the AFC playoff picture instead of like the number one seed. And a really interesting game flex to one o'clock Eastern time on Sunday against the Patriots. So the Chiefs Baldy in Foxborough still, despite again, losing all these games, things not going great. The Chiefs are still more than a touchdown favorite against the Patriots on Sunday. I'm curious, like, do you agree with that? Like, do you think the Chiefs can blow out any team right now? What do you make of that point spread and how the Chiefs are playing right now? Well, I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes could still win the MVP because you, you, you I mean, it's probably the worst roster that he's had around him. And it's evidence in what we've seen from the receiving core and the drops and the mistakes and lack of detail and everything that we just saw last week. So if they come out and win their final four games and they win, I don't know, 12 games, whatever, uh, and they win the West, and who knows, maybe they're a number one seed or doesn't matter, um, that could probably show that if Mahomes 
just balls out in the final month of the season, like maybe he plays himself into the conversation because we know how little there is around him. But, like, I think the Patriots will do a good job on Travis Kelsey. I think the difference in his game, honestly, is the Chiefs' defense. I think the Patriots are going to have a hard time scoring. Um, you know, it's going to be a lot of Zeke Elliott like we saw last week. He had 29 touches last week. Zeke was really good. But Kansas City's defense, they can play any style of defense. And so I just think the pressure that they'll be able to apply to Bailey Zappi, you know, I don't know if the Patriots are going to score points or more than seven points in this game. I can't see them driving the field on Kansas City very often uh, the way that they play. So I think they're very limited. I think this is a Kansas City win, and I think they cover. Can Tommy DeVito keep the good vibes rolling on Sunday in New Orleans? The Saints, six-point favorites at home over the Giants. Well, I mean, you know, one, the one thing about Tommy DeVito last week was his mom didn't have to wash his uniform, you know, when that game was over. It was completely clean. Green Bay nearly laid a glove on him. He didn't hit the deck. Uh, and that's because, you know, Andrew Thomas is healthy and John Michael Schmitz is healthy and Justin Pugh's been an upgrade at left guard. And he actually got an offensive line. Right now, they ran for 209 yards last week against a good Green Bay defense. I think Tommy DeVito can keep it going. I think Tommy, you know, Cutlass can go down there. And I don't think just because he's in New Orleans, he's in the Superdome, that anything is going to change. I think he's prepared. He made good plays last week. I think they'll continue to emphasize running the football and taking the ball out of his hands at times. And then I think whoever's playing quarterback, for the Saints, I don't know that it makes a difference at this point, guys. I think Wink Martindale's defense is playing really good. And I think that they're going to get their number of opportunities, free hitters, to the quarterback in New Orleans to affect that side of the ball. I think the Giants keep it going. Baldy, do you think the Lions get back on track on Saturday night? Expectation in the betting market is that they're going to win by margin in this game, a four-and-a-half-point home favorite against Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, and the Broncos. Uh, Lions obviously off that Chicago loss last week. What do you make of that game here in about a minute? I like Denver. I like Denver to go in there and win. I thought Denver should have won two weeks ago against Houston. They didn't finish it out, but they obviously took care of business with the Chargers this week. I think defensively, they're very solid. They 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 break down your protections as well as any defensive football right now and affect the quarterback like they did last week. And then I think offensively, like they, I don't think Detroit's great defensively. And if they force a couple turnovers, like I think they will, and they have, I think it's going to be tough for Detroit. Baldy telling you things Denver's going to win on Saturday night in Detroit against the Lions. My friend, let's close with this. Thursday night football tonight in Vegas. The Raiders three-point home favorites. Aiden O'Connell going to start. I don't know if he finishes the game. Easton Stick obviously starting for the Bolts. No Keenan Allen. No Josh Jacobs. Point total is 35. Baldy, do you have a strong thought on who's going to win this game or whether or not it's going to be high or low scoring? Have about 30 seconds for the answer. Well, it was 3 nothing last week. Minnesota over uh, Las Vegas. I mean, 3 nothing, Nick. I mean, I take the under in the game. I don't think either offense is going to be very good. Um, but I do, like, I do like what Vegas is doing on defense. I mean, for the first time in a long time, I, had, I actually enjoyed watching Raiders defense with anybody besides Max Crosby, who's their best player. I mean, you know, Tyree Wilson really showed up last week. Marcus Epps is still the Eagles' best safety. Like, you know, Robert Spillane has been a great up, upgrade at linebacker. I, I like the way the Raiders are playing defense right now. And they might end up outscoring their offense because I think that could easily happen. 
tonight, um, the way the Chargers are playing. And look, Easton Stick, I think it's his first start. Um, maybe we'll see another quarterback that has sat for four or however many years it's been for Easton, and maybe there's a benefit to just sitting and we see some star-studded performance from Easton Stick, but I, I, I doubt it. Like, we're going to see that. I, I like the Raiders to win this game, but I take the under all day long. Baldy, we appreciate it. Uh, enjoy all the games. Have a great call the Texans and the Titans this weekend. Stay well. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, Nick. Take care. See you, Tim. Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger joined us on the show. Make sure to check out the best football show with Baldy on the Odyssey app or wherever the hell it is that you find your podcasts. Baldy and Broncos money line on Saturday night. I like that thought from Brian Baldinger. Oh, God bless my lungs. On the other side, we'll get prop bets coming up for Week 15 in the NFL from our pal Connor Allen from 4 for 4 and Bet Spurts. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Wilson has all day here. Now he's going to take a deep shot. Sutton in the end zone. And Cortland Sutton makes the catch for a touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Catalone. Catalone. With the call this past weekend on CBS. Uh, it's like the, the, the Cortland Sutton touchdowns is like the uh, – the Aaron, the Aaron Paul Breaking Bad meme, like he can't keep getting away with this. Like Corlin's on, like every week is like right. three catches, seventy yards, two touchdowns, in like insane fashion. He's been he's been absolutely awesome. One of the reasons why the Broncos find themselves in the thick of the AFC playoff race, despite a brutal start to the season, they travel to Detroit coming up on Saturday night to take on the Lions. Connor Allen from uh, Betsperts and 4 for 4 going to join us in just a second and give us his thoughts on that game and the rest of his prop bets and bets for Week 15 in the NFL. We want to remind our live audience, 20 minutes from now, the legend, Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, former NFL and college football head coach. Herm Edwards stops by the show in 20 minutes. Also next hour, Ken and I will get back to NFL awards. We'll finish up the conversation on offensive player of the year and then turn our attention to defensive coach and comeback player of the year. All our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour, power hour of the show. But joining us right now, the aforementioned Connor Allen, who does an awesome job for our friends at 4 for 4 and Betsperts, and his NFL betting podcast is Move the Line, featuring uh, You Better You Bet friends of the show, John Daigle, who like television superstar John Daigle, and we love our guy Ryan Noonan, also geez Louise, we love ourselves some Ryan Noonan. Connor is on Twitter, at Connor Allen NFL. Connor, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy week 15 in the NFL. Yeah, what a week. I mean, I'm sandwiched between, uh, you know, Baldy and Herm Edwards. I mean, this is a little bit better than getting, you know, sandwiched between Kanish. You know, that's uh, it's good getting him out of there. So, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. No better week to talk some ball. Here's a little, little wager tainment. Here's Herm Edwards. Here's here's Connor Allen. Somehow somehow it's allowed on the same show, which means it's a great show. Uh, we'll do we'll do Saturday night, Denver, Detroit. We played that court and sudden uh, highlight, obviously, Connor. Just real quick, and I you may not have any bets on tonight's game. You may think this is the worst betting opportunity of a game ever. It's worth noting, just for our live audience, the over got bet pretty aggressively about 20 minutes ago, and then there was immediate buyback on the under when that happened. So there's definitely some competing forces. Like, it's going to be a really high-scoring game. Are you nuts? Uh, We've settled on 35, so about a half point more than we were uh, about 30 minutes ago. So, Connor, Raiders 3, 35, no Jacobs, no Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams less than 100%. Any betting thoughts here before we move on to the stuff that, that I know you really like? 
Gosh, I, I'm I'm monitoring this Josh Palmer line. So some people like his over, but the issue is he's gonna be on like a snap count. And like when asked about it earlier in the week, Brandon Staley was like, "Uh, yeah, I, he'll be out there, but I don't know how much he's gonna play." So you know, I think that with Easton Sticks average up the target being like ten last week, he can probably still get there. So that's kind of the only thing holding me back from taking an under there. But I mean, you could take. I think you can pretty basically talk yourself into basically anything in this game because I don't think anyone knows really. There are no trends, no quarterbacks. Half the teams are out on both sides. So for me, it's just basically a big stay away unless we get some late lines popping here. Maybe some Zamir White props, depending on what those open up at. I like how Connor's like, Connor's like, hey, like we don't know what's going to happen here. I have no bets. And Ken and I are like, we don't know what's going to happen here. Here's here's Good. 14 bets here's coming up. Dozens the, of bets coming yeah. up at the end of the show. <laughs> let's let's uh, get crazy. <laughs> let's get hashtag. Let's let's get crazy. Uh, Connor, let's turn our attention to Saturday's late now, and uh, let's go to the Broncos game. Right, Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson, and the Broncos visiting the Lions. Detroit, a four and a half point home favorite. The total in the game is 47 and a half. How are you betting Denver and Detroit on Saturday night? Yeah, this this has moved against me a little bit here, but I'm I like Denver here at plus four and a half. I think that this is an interesting spot here for the Broncos. I, the big storyline here is Detroit defense since they're by bottom five in EPA, bottom five in explosive pass rate, basically any advanced statistic category here, they're really struggling in. And you know, I, I don't really see that changing here. This Denver offense, they haven't been amazing, but they've been continuing to improve and they've been competent in a lot of areas, basically just dink and dunk. And then a couple deep shots we talked about in the broadcast there, the uh, Corlin Sutton bombs have been basically routine at this point. Um, maybe they don't keep up, but I think that this is a great spot for it to keep happening here against the Detroit defense that's struggling. On the other side, Detroit or Denver's playing really well defensively as well. Their EPA per play is strong because they have a lot of turnovers, a lot of touchdowns. Uh, and so I think in this spot here, even if you exclude those factors, 10th, 10th in pressure rate, 13th in yards per pass attempt allowed so far this season. So give me Denver plus four and a half. Connor, let's talk about the, the Cowboys-Bills game. We thought early in the week maybe like a, a bad weather game. Now it's kind of like ambiguous about what the conditions are going to be like. I know you've come on before. I think it was the Dallas-Seattle game, and you were like, I know everybody likes Dak, but I'm betting the unders. I was basically like, get out. <laughs> like, you're not allowed to be on anymore. That's not true. We need you on because we had we had we have till 454 for this segment. Uh, anything with Cowboys and Bills? Are we are we in on Dak? Can we finally like do the handshake emoji on this? What about uh, what about anything in Dallas and Buffalo? Yeah, that was super sad because Dak had like 200 <laughs> yards in the first half and like 80 yards yeah. in the second half. So I saw like there was a glimpse of light for me to still hit that under on like 280 or something like that. And then uh, it was like the last few plays he threw for like 20 yards. But anyways, I think Dak in this game has a great, great chance to like go off. Pass attempts here, only like 36 and a half. I think is super low. Their pass rate over expectation has been really high. But I like Dallas's team total here. This Buffalo defense since week five, since they started having some injuries, 22nd in success rate, like bottom 10 in a lot of other metrics. And I think that that's fluky. Like they were playing against a lot of bad teams during this stretch as well. Now we're getting a spot here against Dallas. It's been red hot. The one thing that Buffalo hasn't done really well is getting pressure. Dallas against pressure right now. Dak Prescott leads the league in yards per attempt against pressure. Really high completion rate, still like 64%. So I'm not really worried about that at all. I think they passed the ball a ton here with a ton of success. So I like Dallas team total over 24 and a half as well here. Uh, you can probably sell yourself on the game total over, but I have just a little more confidence in Dallas side. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on a Thursday, getting bets for Week 15 in the NFL with our friend Connor Allen from 4 for 4 and Betsperts. He's on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Uh, Tommy DeVito going to light up the scoreboard on Sunday in the Big Easy. What are your bets here for the Giants and the Saints, side or total? 
No, I, so I like the under here in this spot here, but a lot of this has to do with the Saints, not really as much to do with the Giants. I mean, this Saints team, 14 first downs last week against Carolina, it was 14-6 to six until six minutes left in the game. Like, I think that final score was really misleading into what actually happened here. They were playing terribly. Uh, Derek Carr just checking the ball down, turns the ball over. His whole team hates him. Like, you know, it's it's just crazy to me that, like, this team is, is viewed as, like, a somewhat functional offense. Not playing against a Giants team that blitzes a ton, uh, I think it's just going to wreak havoc on a guy like Derek Carr. So I don't. I have very low expectations for the Saints, but I also think that the Saints' defense, uh, you know, allowing opposing passers to complete just 57% of their passes, 6.3 yards per attempt. So I think it's going to be a little bit tougher sliding for DeVito. I think the Saints are going to have plenty of struggles as well. So I like the under at 39.5. And, and I go, the market has moved against me here, open to like 36 and a half, 37. Now bet up to this, but I think it's just too high at this point at 39.5. Uh, Packers, 3.5, total 42, 42 and a half against Tampa Bay. Uh, what do we like in this game? Yeah, I like the over in this spot here. I think it's a good spot for Green Bay to get back on track. I, it was a slight blip, you know, for them against, uh, you know, in their, in their last week here. They were trying to kind of counteract a lot of the blitzes there. But I think that they're going to push the ball downfield against this Tampa Bay team. 28th in pass EPA per play, 31st in explosive pass rate allowed. Uh, and on the other side, I think that Tampa Bay should have some success again on the ground against Green Bay, who really struggled against that. Uh, and Green Bay also doesn't really get pressure. So I think in a variety of spots uh, here, we can see some success from Baker Mayfield. We see Jordan Love go back to what we saw the, the past couple of weeks, which is him pushing the ball downfield, being a little more aggressive, even without Christian Watson. I think that they'll, they'll have some success pushing the ball downfield more in this spot. And Christian Watson, uh, second consecutive DMP today on Thursday. I feel like very unlikely we'll see him on Sunday, which is just yep. like, here we go again. Uh, Connor, you got a couple of minutes here. We got some runway. The rest of your bets, please. The stuff that you like for our listeners and viewers. Week 15 in the NFL. Yeah, I played a fun one here. Well, I think it's fun. Desmond Ritter under 191 and a half passing yards. Um, I think in this spot, this Panthers defense since week seven, they've been playing really well. Allowed just 162 passing yards per game. Only one quarterback has cleared 190 passing yards despite playing against CJ Stroud, despite playing against Dak Prescott, who both threw for 140 and 189. Um, and so I think in this spot here, um, you know, we're really going to see the Falcons run the ball a ton. And we saw them in week one, 10-10 entering the fourth quarter. Ritter finished with just 115 passing yards, 21 pass attempts. So I think even if the Falcons do fall behind, I expect them to lean on the run. But, I mean, they're three-point favorites, low-scoring game here. The Panthers run the ball a ton. So I think that's a good look on the under. And then a couple other ones I can just fire off here. Um Jalen Hurts, over 21 and a half completions. His splits against zone coverage is really strong. 70% completion rate. Seahawks run the highest rate of zone in the league. So I think that we see a lot of completions there. Kyler, over five and a half rushing attempts is pretty interesting. Running a bunch in San Francisco allows a decent amount of running. Uh, so I see him getting going with his legs here. And then Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, unders potentially. Uh, I don't think he's very good. And this is a very tough matchup, even though the um, Chiefs are pretty big favorites in this spot. I don't think that we're going to see Clyde edwards Lair very much success and wouldn't surprise, surprise me to see them go away from him at some point as well. Just He looked all right last week, but I don't know. This is a really, really tough matchup with, with New England here. So, yeah, that's about it on my card that I still have looking at right now. Connor, let's just do MVP here for like a minute, 90 seconds to close. I feel like this is just, I'm going to ask everybody about MVP today, but it is, it's really interesting. And yeah, you know, I can frame the question a bunch of ways. Like I, I know typically this is not a market that you bet into, but that obviously you can have thoughts on. Like, I think everybody kind of has an opinion on Brock Purdy, has an opinion on Dak, thinks like, can Josh Allen get back into this thing if they win all the games? Like, can this get really tight? What if Tyreek goes over 2,000 yards? Maybe that's less likely now with the injury. Just any thoughts you have on the MVP market where Dak and Brock Purdy, the two big favorites right now, both less than two to one to win most valuable player. We have about a minute, 90 seconds left for this. 
Yeah, there's still a lot of very pivotal games that need to be played. So I think that's kind of the key here is because you have Dak down the stretch playing against, you know, a couple of very tough opponents here. So like he almost not has to win out, but he kind of has to win the majority of the games here, I think, to really have a chance because are you really going to award the MVP to a guy who didn't even win his own division and like lost a couple down the stretch? I don't know. I think there's counter arguments there. Brock Purdy, the key for me is this Baltimore game against uh, San Francisco in a couple of weeks here because I think if Baltimore – wins out and wins that game, you can make a very good case for Lamar Jackson to win MVP uh, as well. And so, like, I think that those three, in my mind, are pretty locked in, but I think Lamar kind of has the outside chance that's, like, not so outside if he goes, plays against San Francisco and just, like, balls out and wins. But uh, I think that would probably be my take on on the MVP spot here. It was very nice of Connor, by the way, to not mention the fact that in the fantasy league I always bring up where Connor did not make the playoffs, embarrassing for him, uh, I got... I got bounced in the first round of the postseason in, in that league, which is which is no fun. Shout out to Jalen Hurts and Tyree Kill. Fun when your two best players score like a combined two points on a week in fantasy football in the postseason. So appreciate that. Very nice of my guy Connor Allen, who is on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Four for four bets, Burts, and the Move the Line podcast. My friend, we appreciate the time as always. Good luck with the bets. Stay well. We'll catch up with you next Thursday. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. We'll talk soon. The great Connor Allen. I think, again, even showing restraint there at the end, I could tell maybe wanted to throw a little dig in there to your yeah, boy. Yeah, I know. But you don't yeah. kick a man when he's down, right? Well, you do. You kick, you kick guys when they're down. But he doesn't I, kick a man I, when he's down. I, I relish the opportunity. Oh, yeah. If there's a oh, guy yeah. and he's on the ground, you're kicking him. <laughs> you're and and, and by the way, <laughs> and by the way, that's the only time I'm doing it because I have the advantage right. at that point. When, the, the when only, he gets back up. <laughs> Then you run away, right? As fast as fast as my legs will take me. Uh, on the other side, you bet to win the cash. Former NFL head coach Herm Edwards joins Nick and Ken. You better you bet next. <laughs> 